Hey, folks, good afternoon. Welcome back to the Rob Mana Show Live. Just as a reminder, comments are welcome. We can see your comments. And uh, if you have questions for our guests, uh, we uh, appreciate you engaging with the subject matter. Now, the title of today's show is Big Tech is at War with Free Speech Rights and the Free Market. Uh, we're going to do something new today. We're going to have two guests. Uh, my first guest today is uh, John Stubbins. Uh, second guest will be Jason Fick. Uh, unfortunately, Jason has been in a car accident and he is uh, getting taken care of, but he's going to try to join the show a little bit later to talk specifically about the challenge of taking the oligarchs on and beating them in the court of law using U.S. law. Uh, but first of all, uh, John Stubbins is a senior vice president for business development at Prelude Pictures and the fabulous host of Indivisible a show that's focused on celebrating faith, family, and home. We are about you, America, is what it says on their site. Uh, from politics, news, sports, music, to food and film, they cover stories of amazing American patriots doing great things to contribute to our country. You can find the show on YouTube and Patriot TV amongst a bunch of other social media platforms. John Stubbins, my friend, welcome to your first appearance on The Rob Mana Show. How are you? And John, you might want to check your mute button. Looks like we're having some technical difficulties. Nope, can you hear me now? There he is. Okay. Uh, John, I can hear you now. How are you, <laughs> sir? God bless you, Colonel. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. And uh, we're going to have a great show today. Hopefully, Jason will make it out of the emergency room, getting stitched up there, uh, and be able to join us. And you can do a little intro of him uh, to my audience, uh, because both of you are new to my audience. But I'm just excited to have you all on the show uh, and to share what you believe with the American people. John, t tell the audience a little bit about uh, Prelude and uh, and your show and the types of activities that you're engaged in because you are in some exciting stuff, my friend, some exciting stuff. Yeah, we, we sure have our hands full right now. Um, at Prelude Pictures, we've produced some great films that you would know, like Lost in Space, uh, Black Dog with Patrick Swayze, uh, the Perfect Game. Uh, we worked with Mel Gibson on Passion of the Christ, did all the marketing on that. Uh, and uh, we're getting ready to start our next project with uh, the Benham Brothers called Double or Nothing, which will be shooting down in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana uh, later on this year. We're excited about that. Uh, with my show, it's interesting because uh, I was at CPAC 2020 and I was going to meet uh, with David Padrush over at Fox Studios Washington Bureau to discuss with him uh, the two books that I'm producing for Sidney Powell and then also Carter Page's documentary. And he had a couple uh, projects he wanted to talk about for History Channel and a movie. And so we met for coffee and about an hour into our meeting, he looked at me and said, John, you need your own show. And, and I said, what, what was that, David? He said, yeah, you need your own show. And so we talked for another hour and he convinced me to start a new show, uh, which is indivisible with John Stubbins. And we've been doing it just a little bit over a year now, and we've grown tremendously. Um, now that's notwithstanding the attacks by Twitter and Facebook and YouTube on purging followers because they've taken thousands of my followers, unfortunately, but we're trying to get them all back and find each other again. And you know how that process is. Uh, and then beyond that, um, I was coming back from Tulsa a couple months ago and I had an agent call me and ask me if I wanted to uh, take my show on the road to do some red carpet events. And asked me if I could put together my A-list of speakers, see who would be willing to 
to do this on the road and to do uh, these red carpet dinner events. So mm -hmm. I contacted General Flynn. I contacted uh, Colonel Oliver North, Laura Logan, Carter Page, Colonel Schaefer, Mark Cook, Jason Fick, everybody to see if they would be interested in doing it. And I thought everybody would say no. And to my <laughs> surprise, everybody said, yes, let's do it. So I've been spending, uh, I've been spending the last month or so, I mean, working around the clock, around the clock. I'm putting in probably 20 hours a day, getting these events set up, not only for right now, mm -hmm. out West, but also in the fall. So I'm jumping through myself right now. Well, I appreciate you, man. I, I mean, I know that uh, folks like General Flynn are very highly popular uh, amongst regular Americans. Yes, you sir. Know, uh, uh, the Beltway elite and Swamp Rats and, and the establishment, those kind of folks, they don't like us. No. Uh, uh, they not only don't like us, I mean, they they try to destroy us. And and uh, uh, that's why the reason why I'm doing this subject today about social media uh, and the oligarchs is because I mentioned it on your show. My Facebook page uh, has been uh, uh, completely defamed and suppressed. And uh, even though I have 204,000 literal followers and more wow. like than that on the page, uh, you know, any given post is only reaching about 1% of that. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's just incredible what they do with their algorithms and everything. And, uh, we've got to do something about it. That's why I hope Jason gets to come on. If he doesn't come on, we'll reschedule the show uh, at a time when he can, because I want, uh, he's a fighter. Uh, oh yeah. Fight this. Uh, so we've got to do that. So, so let's, let's for a second, leave that subject. Let's chat about, about a certain installed president's uh, dementia patients trip to Europe. How's this that guy, going? This guy, I'll tell you what, <laughs> I watched the footage of this guy and, you know, be, it's beyond embarrassing for the United States, mm -hmm. but it's also dangerous because yeah. when it comes to uh, foreign affairs on the world stage, he doesn't know where he's at. I mean, this guy is lost and he, he was bumbling. He did, he was confusing Syria with, uh, I, I think Iran yesterday. He, this guy, he is in big trouble, big trouble. And the, the fear that I have, Colonel, is that one of these countries is going to try to pull something over, over the next couple months or the next year, yeah. militarily might, maybe even, um, because they know that he's uh, easily taken advantage of right now. I, I have I have zero faith in Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Zero. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't have any faith in them. I have very little faith in the bureaucrats surrounding them anymore, considering what we saw, the the unethical and really downright illegal behavior from career civil servants, military officers uh, in the under the last administration. Uh, it's just for somebody like me who served in the military for 33, or almost 33 years, uh, it's just, it's really troubling, puzzling. It's, it's anguishing. I mean, it's just, it's just every emotion you could think of uh, 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 where you go, what is happening to this great country? Uh, and why are people that are supposed to be above the fray, like civil servants, in the U.S. government uh, above the fray of politics, getting involved in it and getting away with it, because we do have laws that are supposed to prevent that. Uh, and uh, do you think, I think Putin, though, in Russia, it's not in their interest to start anything militarily because they have what they want. You know, they got the pipeline, the Nord Stream 2. Germany is going to be in their back pocket, right? Yeah. I mean, they're going to be totally beholden on them for oil and gas now, instead of what yeah. President Trump was trying to do, which was market and support uh, uh, U.S. oil and gas getting into that market, breaking into that market, and driving competition, which would be good for everybody, uh, yeah. us and there. 
Uh, no, the, the big elites in foreign policy, they wanted uh, Germany to be able to get their oil and gas from Russia, and Russia wanted that. Uh, and uh, as goes Germany, goes Europe, right? We know that. Yeah. So I don't uh, think Putin's got to fire a shot as far as military uh, action uh, or even threats against the United States. But he will. He'll threaten him. Uh, yeah. Because uh, Joe's obviously weak. Uh, he, he really has, he has a weak staff. It's a reincarnation of, uh, president number 44's, uh, extreme left-wing staff. Uh, and, uh, they're literally telling him what to do and he doesn't mind even showing it. I saw him at a press conference yesterday where he read that he looked down and he goes, let me read the answer after he stumbled for about 30 seconds. Did you see that? Yeah, no, no. It's look, I, here's the theory. Let me just say that he's not only that. He's cognitively gone. Okay. I mean, I mean, just, I, and I'm not being funny. I'm saying, yeah. you know, his, his marbles aren't all there. Okay. Uh, and, it, and it's yeah. not so much Russia. I agree with you. Russia doesn't have to fire a shot. I think the threat right now is going to come from probably more of the theocracy of Iran. You see they're, they're testing Israel right now. Yeah. Uh, and, and who knows where that's going to head. Uh, and, and with Biden in charge, you have to wonder because of all the anti-Semitism that they allow, even within their own constituents, you know, well, if, 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 if it comes to war over there for Israel, does the United States stand by Israel as their ally or does Biden pull the plug on Israel? I mean, he's so unpredictable right now because of the, the cognitive skills. Mm -hmm. I, I just have no faith in any decision that he would make. There's nothing consistent that I could point to other than failure. But but John, the media is reporting that uh, everybody is happy to have him back on the international stage. They're <laughs> now more comfortable with the president of the United States because mean Mr. Trump was making the NATO members pay their, pay their 2% of GDP that they're supposed to instead of the U.S. carrying the freight for them. Uh -huh. uh, you know, the Mr. Trump, mean old Mr. Trump was <laughs> insisting that American oil and gas uh, and our independence in oil and gas be promoted uh, around the world and, and bring prosperity to not just the American people, but other people around the world. Uh, yeah. You know, but uh, but everything's great. I just saw that day before yesterday that the media and all of the intellectuals in Europe, they're all giddy. Yeah. Joe Biden and how they feel comfortable now with the United States and confident in them. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what it is they all. I wonder what it is they all have in common. Let me, here, let me think for a second. Um, they're all okay with socialism. Mm -hmm. uh, that may be my first guess. I mean, because I mean, here's the thing: a lot of these people that we're talking about, they're cowards. Okay, they're mm -hmm. absolute cowards. I mean, you know, even with Biden yesterday, you know, he, before when he's in America, you hear about how he talks tough about how. Putin is a killer. Well, when he's over there, you see how he backs down from that tough talk, right? So yeah. Biden, to me, he is the picture book definition of coward, okay? And and Boris and uh, I'm trying to remember, uh, Merkel and, yeah. and, you know, all these other so-called leaders over there in Europe, they don't have, they don't even have their own country uh, their own country's interest in heart. I mean, it just, look, these people have sold us out. They want to continue to sell us out. And as long as everybody goes along with that, they're all merry. And when I say they're all, it's actually a very small percentage. It is the media. It is these, these ideologues. It, it's these, uh, it's these Marxist uh, players that are involved on the ground you know, connected to the CCP and BLM and Antifa. Yep. Uh, you know, it's it, we're going to get into this on my show, actually, starting this week on Marxism. And then we're doing a special on Monday on Deep Dive on the Weather Underground and also on Thousand Currents, which, again, another offshoot that's connected to the CCP, to this Marxist movement, BLM, Antifa. They're all interconnected because... All of them have one simple thing in common, and that is they want to bring chaos and destruction to the United States. Every yep. single one of them.
And why do they want to bring chaos and destruction to the United States? Uh, I think it's in large part because the Chinese influence around the world now uh, yeah. that the West has actually enabled. Uh, yep. uh, you know, our current president uh, has received millions of dollars from the Chinese Communist Party. His He's son, not going to hold him accountable. Yeah, his son Hunter, millions right. of dollars from the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, uh, they, uh, their companies are, and every entity in China, no matter whether it's government, private, so-called private, or whatever, or educational, is all part of the Chinese Communist Party and working for the People's Liberation Army. And if the sooner Americans, thinking Americans, realize that, uh, the better off we'll be. I mean, I've actually heard people like Tony Fauci and, and the head of the NIH, his boss, say on Hugh Hewitt the other day, Hugh, on Hewitt's show, uh, Fauci's boss said, oh, the Chinese, these are good people at the Wuhan lab. They're good uh -huh. people. Uh, well, uh -huh. have you seen the video and the pictures that have been uh, snuck out by uh, by dissenters, dissidents? Yeah. Uh, and they're showing the Wuhan lab people having to take, you know, stand up and do Communist Party Day and uh, and those kind and swear allegiance and loyalty and those kinds of things. No, there are no yeah. good people. They may be good human beings, but there are no good people in the lab. Uh, right. There are no good people in their corporations. They all yeah. work for the Chinese right. Communist Party. Yeah, uh, they're doing that's where they're, I they're, think the big, big military threat is. If there's going to be a military threat under under weak Joe Biden, dementia Joe, uh, sleepy Joe, whatever you slurring Joe, whatever you want to call the guy, uh, good old Joe, poor Joe, uh, Joe the liar is, uh, is open the threat door to. Uh, major warfare because coming from China. Yeah, and, and it's big it, strategic it, goals. That's right, and it, and it's and it's biological germ warfare, right? Uh, and then on top of that, it's gain of function research over there. Uh, I want to go yeah. back for a second because you hit on something when you you brought up the name Hunter Biden. I want to tell your audience a story that they might be interested in. Uh, I spoke with the U.S. attorney. Uh, in confidence about the Hunter Biden situation, okay? This was a yeah. couple months back before mm -hmm. it came out in the news. And this U.S. attorney told me that the Ukrainian government and officials gathered all their evidence. They signed sworn affidavits. They were willing to come eagerly, actually, to prosecute Joe and Hunter Biden for crimes, Okay. They brought all this evidence to this U.S. attorney here in the United States. The U.S. attorney took it to the FBI and the DOJ, and they said, we're not interested. So if you want to know what's going on in America, people out there, if you want to know why accountability matters, that is the example I will give you where there is zero accountability and Joe Hunter Biden caught red handed with all the evidence, with all the sworn affidavits, with all their government officials eagerly wanting to testify and prosecute Joe and Hunter Biden. You see what happened. They were silenced. They were silenced. And so was the U S attorney because the DOJ and the FBI right here in America, said no thanks. And that's just another example, John, of the, of the corruption, the law-breaking uh, of, of entities like the FBI, and the Department of Justice. We have a Department of Injustice now, and the FBI is, uh, is just like the Stasi in East Germany under the Soviet Union days. Uh, right. Behaving like the Stasi, uh, and, and and don't trust me on that, folks. Go look it up. Look at how the Stasi behaved. Look at the witnesses that came out of East Germany that have now become part of uh, Greater Germany, but but had also uh, come across as asylum seekers across the Berlin Wall and those kinds of things. And you yes. see 
the FBI, the United States premier law enforcement agency, according to some people, uh, not me, uh, is acting like the Stasi. And the Stasi is, was an offshoot of the Gestapo under Nazi Germany uh, and all of those things. So you know what? If you come to me and you say, papers, please, and, and you identify as an FDI agent, I'm not likely to even be cooperative with you. I'll just ask for my lawyer because I'm not going to talk to you unless I've got an attorney with me now based yeah. on what we've seen. Yeah, and by the way, I want to I want to comment here. I, I see some uh, comments yeah. coming in from your audience. Uh, Clay Schmidt, demolish the FBI and DOJ, total garbage. I agree with you 100%, Clay, and believe me, I'm involved in some investigations. You would not believe what's going on behind the scenes. Yes, D, we are losing America. Yes, Susan, it is deep in the swamp. Uh, yo, uh, the Chinese people at the lab are good people. Yeah, they'll pay the price when they meet the real judge. That's right, Jim. Uh, Terry, same thing. Good people, yeah, quote, unquote. Uh, you know, Sarah says, close the border from terrorists and open the Keystone pipelines for Americans. Amen. Sarah, if President Trump was in office, you know both of those things would be happening. In oh, fact, let's take, let's take <clears throat> Ball's comments. That's a nice segue. If President yeah. Trump and, and, and by the way, what, real, real, real quick before we get to that, let me just add one yeah. thing. Um, you saw it yesterday. Governor Abbott came out and said, because Biden's not going to do anything, they're taking it upon themselves. They're going to continue to build that border wall down in Texas. I don't know if you guys yeah. heard that. That was last night. So just to give you a heads up, Governor Abbott, he's not going to stand still for this nonsense. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, and speaking of President Trump being president, uh, uh, again, uh, 9.41 a.m. this morning on Telegram, according to Ed Ball, spoiler alert, Trump is coming back as president. Uh, it's a quote from Representative Jim Jordan, I believe, from Ohio, uh, which yep. is where John is from. Yep, uh, yep. Right? What do you think about that, John? Uh, I tell you what, I, I need to talk to Jim Jordan. That's what I think. Uh, and I need to find out uh, where he got that information because I hope he's right. I hope he's right. And Jim Jordan, if you're listening out there, uh, we need to get you on the show because right here in the Buckeye State, people are asking me the same question. They want to know, and they want to know now. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of Jordan, I mean, he's a he's a tough guy. He, I mean, he takes him on. Uh, I think he's on. The so does Devin Nunes. And Devin so does Nunes. Nunes. Uh, and Devin Nunes takes him on. And, and we need to uh, encourage those folks and support them uh, as much as we possibly can. But. But there are issues, you know, let's take big tech. Where, where is Matt Gates and Jim Jordan? What are they doing? I mean, we hear a lot of good talk from those folks, yeah. but we never see any action against big tech. What is going yeah. on with that? Do you yeah, and so, and so the question is, you know, you wonder, and, and even any American, just their natural thought process, the first thing that comes to their mind is, are these people being paid off, right? You're wondering, is big tech slipping them money for their campaigns? What's going on here? Why aren't they acting more aggressively against big tech, right? That's the natural question that would come from any American. And I'm the first one to agree with you. I put my hand up right now. I asked that question. So, you know, we need to find out who is on the take and who's not. And I don't care who you are, if you're on the take and you're and you're you're selling us down the river for big tech, for social media giants, then you got to go. And I, I, it doesn't matter what your name is, it doesn't matter what symbol is beside your name. If you're selling us down the river, you've got to go. And the American people are getting wise to that. They're smartening up on that. Yeah, and that's why uh, Terry uh, Bruises uh, said, uh, "Time to bury Twitter and Facebook." I mean, th th they got to go. They got to go. We've so, had it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we've talked about Europe and Biden. We've talked a little bit about China. Uh, 
Uh, and you mentioned briefly the theocracy in Iran. Uh, yes. And, and uh, what do you th- do you think that Biden's staff and his actions uh, and approach to Iran is going to work? I mean, obviously no. their intent is to get them to to ratchet down. Uh, yeah. And de-escalate no. against Israel and those kind of things. I believe that's it, their intent, but it's hard to tell from their actions. And yeah. Their words. Yeah, I, don't, I, I think I think that Biden and his cohorts, they want to get back into the Iran deal that uh, President Trump got us out of. And kudos to President Trump for taking action uh, where action needed to be taken against Iran. Because here's the deal. It doesn't matter if you buy five years or three years or even 10 years. As soon as that deal's up, what are they going to do? Are they going to be enriching? Are they going to centrifuge is going to be spinning? Are they going to be preparing a nuclear bomb? You bet you bet you they are. Okay. Look, yeah. when you have when you have sponsored terrorism coming from Iran, uh, whether it be through proxies like Hamas over in Israel or any of their other offshoots, Syria, Libya, doesn't matter, any of these countries where terrorism has taken root, you'll find Iran behind it. You'll find Iran's theocracy because Iran, they want this chaos, okay? They want they want nuclear war. If they could have nuclear war right now, they would have yeah. already fought, they would have already fired that missile into Israel. You can mark that down. Oh, absolutely. And I believe they're close. I do. Uh, you know, you know, the U.S. Uh, I've worked in the nuclear business and the intelligence business uh, in uniform, and I can tell folks that the U.S. knew long before that North Korea was known publicly to have nuclear weapons. Uh, we knew long before that they had them, uh, and uh, that they were making more, and that they were violating every deal. And we know that Iran is violating its deal, even though our institutions, which are completely corrupted now, like the Department of State, have certified that they're not uh, and haven't been violating the deal. The National Security Advisor, uh, the Department of State, all of those folks have been involved in certifying Iran as being compliant with the deal. Well, we know they've been enriching uranium. We know they've been building secret installations. The Israelis brought out copies of their weapons program. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this, Colonel: Is the IAEA in there? I don't think so. Okay, they were. Can you trust them anymore? No. So, so again, when they say that that it's certified, certified by who? Iran. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows? that, That that's like that's like telling the guy who robs you. Hey, let's make a deal. You know, yeah. uh, only shoot me in the ear, not in the nose, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly it, right. uh, look, he wants to get back into this Iran deal. The deal is a failure. He's a failure, okay? And so is his vice president. Look, these people are out of their minds. It's not going to mm-hmm. change anything. It's not going to change Iran or the Ayatollah's behavior, they're still yeah. going to go forward with uh, spinning those centrifuges and getting that bomb as quickly as they can. With an Iran deal, without an Iran deal, they'll do it behind Biden's back, and that's because they know he is a moron and a fool. Or yeah. is he just evil? Right? I don't know I don't know if he's if he's evil. Uh I don't believe that he's cognitive cognitive enough i know i know but 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 we know his vice president is yeah absolutely it's not just about evil it's about incompetence uh and not knowing how the world works i I mean i guess well we know joe biden spent what 52 years uh, in office before he took the the presidency something like that so he knows no other life no Uh, you know i mean he, he doesn't really know anything uh, like you know something or I know something or our kids know because they, they're out working for a living, trying to raise their families and, and protect their families and those kind of things. And, and, and I think that's just, 
that's just the way we're uh, we're going to have to approach them. Is that have no faith? You have you cannot have faith in in people that are in these offices uh, because they're not leaders uh, no. and they don't really know. If they've been in office fifty years, they don't know what's going on in society. It's it's yeah. like uh, it's like this this uh, Biden. He's he, on foreign soil uh, to NATO. He slammed the Republican Party as being supporters of terrorists, uh, trying to further the hyperbolic <laughs> narrative from January 6th, John. He's out of his mind. Uh, talk about breaking a norm. Breaking a norm. You know, they used to complain all, all the time. Mean Donald Trump uh, right. he breaks all the norms. Right. That's breaking a norm. A sitting yes, president of the United States to the NATO alliance saying that half of America supports terrorists on, on American soil. Let me tell you what we support, Mr. Biden. We support the Constitution of the United States, and it's our right to abolish the government of the United States if it's not serving its purpose, and its purpose is to protect That's right. our liberty and defend That's right. this nation, period. That's what's Amen. in the law. That's what's in the Declaration of Independence. And there may come a time when we abolish this government. That's and we right. We have a right to do it, a legal right to do it, not through violence. But I tell you, John, if Biden keeps going and his people keep going, especially on the race thing and the domestic terrorism thing of half, yeah. half the population, uh, they will be driving towards a violent outcome. Yes. They aren't careful. Uh, and, and they're not careful. They are going for broke politically, uh, trying to completely demolish the Republican Party. And out here, I mean, he even said that Republicans were in a minority, uh, that people believe in America first are in a minority. Now, he could say that because the fake votes came out that way, you know, in 2020. Uh, but I don't believe it's true. I don't believe it's true. Yeah. Do you believe yeah. it's true? Yeah, I, I, a couple things here, just to get back to what you were saying. Number one, how does it go against all enemies, foreign and domestic, right? Right. All enemies, foreign and domestic. That includes a corrupt government within the United States. And if you don't understand that, you need to look up your constitution. You need to look at the signing of the Declaration of Independence, you need to understand what America is about. It's time to do some research, people. Okay, now, do I believe that they're going to take us that far? I believe they've already crossed the point of no return. And the reason I know that is they get the mainstream media, fake news can call it whatever they want, but we have people being shot in the head. We have old ladies, old men, uh, that are being, you know, uh, knocked out, knocked down, assaulted, beaten, half to death, uh, and hate crimes. And it's happening from the black community against white people because Biden and Harris and Omar and Presley and, and Tlaib and the squad, AOC, They've been able to sell this BLM Antifa nonsense to a very small fraction of society that is warped in the head, okay? And they, they're telling them to go out there and do whatever. They're encouraging the violence. So every day I see more people hurt, more people killed, including police officers. and. Mm -hmm. It's only going to be, get worse. I guarantee you, this will be one of the bloodiest summers on record in the United States because of these policies, these sick, evil, twisted policies that are completely unconstitutional, un-American, and illegal, and unjust. And by the way, thank you for your service, Sue. I'm also an Air Force veteran. God bless you. And I'm an Air Force veteran, and Sue's comment is up on uh, uh, her her latest comments up on the screen, John. And that the uh, and you you hit on that the Democrats, Democrats, she called them. Uh, uh, they want a violent outcome, and that's exactly right. That's why 
you know, a lot of my military colleagues, we get asked, uh, we folks that are outspoken about this, we get asked all the time, why aren't we going to, when are we going to, you know, start a fight and all that? Well, that's not what we have a right to do. We have a right to abolish the government uh, when it's not protecting our liberty. And we have a right to defend ourselves, our homes, our communities, our neighborhoods. So what my advice is always to them, exercise your Second Amendment right as a priority, buy more guns and ammo, train with it, Yes. work with your neighbors and have a, a plan to defend yourselves. Because if these people that John's talking about, Antifa, uh, BLM, uh, the, the, the encouraged violence people, Thousand the Kurds, Weather Party, Underground, all of those, uh, if they come to your neighborhood, you got to be able to defend yourselves. Yes. Uh, but what we're not talking about is going on offense. Uh, it's, yeah. The Democrats and, and, and want and to do that. If you look at what they're doing to us based on January 6th, and, and I think John's going to touch on this here in a second, uh, you will see they want you to be violent. They want you to do that. Uh, because it just it enables them and the establishment po uh, politicians in Washington, including Republicans, to say, no, you dirty people out there, uh, you low down, dirty dogs uh, re are rebels and terrorists and we're going to crush you. That's what yeah. they want to be able to do. But they didn't ahead, cover John. the 250 days of riots and burning and looting, did they? No, they, they didn't. They, they didn't cover any of that. They only covered one day at the Capitol where a lot of people weren't even inside the Capitol. 99% of the people were outside, okay? So I'm tired of this holier-than-thou attitude from these idiots who talked to us about the Capitol on January 6th. What about the 250 days of crimes against cities across America burning, burning police precincts, burning police cars, assaults, battery, murder, rape, all across America, increasing daily. I saw a video last night of, and I'm sure you probably saw it too, Colonel, of guys shooting people across the street and they shot through a police van. Yeah. Okay? They actually shot through the police van and the police didn't get out of the van. And the reason that they didn't is because Atlanta Mayor Keisha Bottoms mm -hmm. told them to stand down. So there's people firing guns at innocent civilians <clears throat> right again, right in front of them. And the bullets are coming through the van and the police do nothing. Okay? Yep. That's unacceptable in America. That's unacceptable. A civilized society cannot function like that. And that tells you the kind of monsters that these people are. And by the way, I saw the note here by Lynn on Merrick Garland. And I want to comment on that. Merrick Garland, just like a lot of other white people that are in this establishment, that are part of the radical left, these people believe that if they tout BLM, if they tout the groups like Thousand Currents, Weather Underground, Antifa, they think that they can strike a grand bargain that these groups will leave them alone, mm -hmm. that they'll be hands-off white people uh, you know, to them because they struck some deal to get everybody else. But let me tell you, Merrick Garland is a fool. And I'm telling you right now, Merrick Garland doesn't know what he's talking about. There is no white supremacy in America. It's non-existent. I totally agree with you. I've got uh, Lynn's comment up on the screen, John. You're right on the money, uh, right on the money. Uh, Garland, once again, I mean, he, he's either willfully uh, ignoring it and, and, and egregiously uh, putting citizens at risk when he's in charge of law enforcement uh, as opposed uh, other than the president of the United States. I mean, Garland's the guy in charge of executing the laws of the land and the application of the law equally and fairly according to our, our Constitution, and he's not. He's not going to do it. 
the FBI hasn't done it. FBI didn't do it under Trump. The DOJ barely did it under Trump uh, on certain occasions, but most of all, most of them, uh, egregiously, they didn't even listen to their own commander in chief uh, and uh, president of the United States, who's supposed to be their boss then. And I've said it uh, time and time again, this country will not survive with a dual track justice system, one no. for the leftists and one for uh, everybody that opposes them. Uh, That's this right. country will not survive. Uh, it's not designed to be that way. Uh, no. it, uh, it will fall on its own. Collapse. And that's what they want. That. And that's what that, they want. And that's what they want. Uh, and we have to be ready. We have to be ready uh, to reestablish the constitutional republic uh, yes. as, it, as it's supposed to exist when that happens. We have to and be ready to do that and never, ever, ever give up on that. Uh, you yeah. know, you can look at countries all around the world like NATO and Europe uh, and uh, the Middle East and uh, and see where their people have given up and they have given up to be only crushed by more authoritarianism and totalitarianism. Uh, and this country, the people of this country outside of the the blue fortresses in New York City, D.C., San Francisco, Portland, maybe Minneapolis, Chicago, Seattle. Seattle, those kind of places, Baltimore. we are not going to give up on the Constitution of the United States. That's I don't right. care how many times Merrick Garland says that I'm a white supremacist. I'm going to fight back against him and push back against him every single time and show, say, show me in the document of my three-decade record of serving this country uh, uh, and growing up in the military as a military brat uh, of being racist or white supremacist. Show That's me right. in my record. And I'll That's tell right. you what, they'll fail every time. They continue to fail. They have to make things up like the 1619 Project, uh, mm-hmm. uh, which is Critical false. race history. theory. It's been taken down by, by major, all the major historians have said the 1619 Project that tries to say the United States was really founded when the first African slaves came to Virginia in 1619. It's all right. a bunch of hooey. It's right. a bunch of hooey. Uh, and uh, we're not going to put up with it. And I'm getting the critical race theory. Uh, and this is where it's important. You know, I said, buy guns and ammo, exercise your Second Amendment rights, but exercise your rights overall after you pay for that insurance policy. And you got to get out and run for office, run for school board, because critical race theory and the 1619 yes. Project are rampant in a lot of school boards in this country, in the public school system. And we are producing a generation of men and women that will be hating each other, hating each other and everything this country ever stood for that resulted in them being able to speak. That results in them being able to have an iPhone at age 10 uh, and being so prosperous that even our poor have big screen TVs, cars, and cell phones and fancy clothes. Uh, yeah, they will. Yeah. They will lose it. Every generation and, and has to fight to keep our liberty, and they will lose it because we have prepared them to lose it. Yeah, and by the way, real quick, uh, just to go back to Merrick Garland again, you remember uh, when Obama was ending his term, and they were trying to get Garland in. Remember, as a, a, yeah. on the Supreme Court, and if you guys remember that you'll remember that there were a lot of conservatives that did not want that to happen. They didn't allow that to go through. Well, now you see why, okay? Because now this guy is the attorney general of the United States, and you can yep. see how radical uh, he is, right? He's like mm-hmm. he's like the, the prosecutor out in, uh, uh, out in Los Angeles or the prosecutor uh, who's Bill Ayers, uh, you know, uh, uh, son-in-law or whatever, over in uh, San Francisco, or this Keisha Bottoms in Atlanta, or the mayor in Washington, D.C. These are all, uh, first of all, these people are racist. They call us racist. They're the racists, okay? Yeah. And they are Marxist on top of that. When you combine those two things, it's very dangerous because they want, like, like the colonel and I are talking about, if they have it their way, they want it to burn. They want it all to burn, okay? 
so that they can yeah. take over. But you see how they run. Patrice Collar is one of the founders of BLM. You see how she mm -hmm. ran away from BLM after yeah. she cast her checks. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I see that. And, uh, she, and that's typical. That's typical of the grifters uh, and everything. Uh, and, and that is what people, I don't see why they vote for these people that represent folks like that, you know, because I, the Democrat party, uh, you know, they, they play this game with the African-American community, especially of, of, Oh, we're going to take care of you. We'll put every piece of government behind you, blah, blah, blah. And free phones, free, free Obama free, yeah, phones. Remember those? Exactly. But the policies that have been put in place since the 19, uh, 60s, really, maybe even the 50s, uh, has systematically destroyed the black American family unit. Uh, and now yeah. you end up with the males incarcerated at huge rates uh, because of policies. And Joe Biden passed the policy, the crime bill. I think it was 97 or 94. Uh, crime bill was a Joe Biden apparatus. An atrocity against the black community and its males. Two, two, two quick things on that. Number one, how stupid do you feel if you sold your soul to Obama for a phone? Exactly. Number one. Exactly. Number two. Number two, and this is this is very serious. And you hit upon it, Colonel. Mm -hmm. We have a we have a fatherless epidemic at emergency levels in America. In the black yeah. community alone, the fatherless rate is three out of every four homes. Yeah. That's 75% fatherlessness in the black community, okay? In the white community, it's in the 40 percentile. Same thing with the Hispanic community. All of those groups, all of those races were below three, definitely below 5%, but I think all three of them were below 3% dating back to the 60s and 70s. So mm -hmm. you look yeah. at where we are now versus where we were then, it says a lot about where America is when you have, yeah. you know, when you have juvenile delinquents and thugs out there running wild, there's no father figure. Who knows where the mother is, right? Is yeah. she working? Is she on crack? What's she doing? So it, it's it's a it's the untold and undiscussed crisis of our generation is the fatherless problem and nobody talks about it yeah. um, and that's not just in the black that's not just in the in the black uh, no. american black family demographic that's across the board across hey, the hey, board john uh, looks like jason has made it to backstage uh, i want to bring him in for just a few minutes to give folks a taste of what the whole show that we're going to do together uh, in a few weeks will be about uh, with taking on big tech. Because Jason Fick, uh, John introduced him to me. I want John to, I'm going to see if I can get three of us on the screen at one time here. This would be a first for us uh, using this particular software. Uh, and John, if, uh, let's see if we can bring Jason in. Uh, Jason. Sure. Uh, hey, Jason. How are you? Hey, how are you? Yeah, J Jason, I, 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 I would just introduce Jason this way. In my eyes, when it comes to big tech, when it comes to censorship and dealing with social media and the inter interminglings of all these subjects, I would say that Jason Fick is probably the foremost expert in the United States on these matters. And if Thank I you. have a question about these issues, I call Jason. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. Yeah, and I, and I apologize for being so informal. Um, Colonel Mains, <laughs> I... Uh, for your audience, just so you know, I would not normally come on here with a t-shirt, but I had a weird sort of That's circumstances. Right. I was supposed to be here at four o'clock. I tripped, I fell, I fell on glass. I've been at the hospital ever since I literally just showed up um, 25 stitches later. So, Ooh. but uh, I wanted wow. to give everybody, oh yeah, it, it, it was deep. It was, it was pretty bad, but- Are you okay? Here, yeah. And I want to give everybody, and I, and I apologize for all the chaos. Um, I, my That's wife's okay. family yeah. coming in here. Uh, John and I have had a great uh, time just kind of unleashing ourselves a little bit. I'll probably be in trouble with somebody, with, but I live that way. Uh, I'm sure but, I uh, will be too. 
But I just want to give the folks that are on the uh, in the audience a taste of what we're going to talk about, Jason, because we're going to bring you back in a couple of weeks and, yep. and do a, do that full show with you. Uh, so go ahead. Okay, so just a, a quick taste of what's what's coming um, and what we found because we found some very interesting information. Uh, I've been in a lawsuit with Facebook since 2018. A lot of people are unaware of it because the, the media is basically burying it. There are, um, you know, there's a lot of, of big voices out there to, you know, calling for repealing 230 and and changes and so forth, but they're really not getting much done. But we've been we've been working at it for literally for years um, with multiple attorneys and. What we have come to find out is, is that the whole idea of repealing 230 is in fact possible. We have the legal precedent. I'm going to be announcing that in the coming weeks here. Um, but what everybody is looking for, the you know, the, whatever you want, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow kind of thing, I found it. And we now have a method to actually do this. Um, it's going to be very big, but I will say this is that the antitrust, you know, stuff that's going on very, you know, right now is important because that was what my, my case was originally. It's, it's, uh, it's an unfair competition case, which is effectively a state version of antitrust. And it's interesting because the court said that 230 protected them in my case, and the judgment went through and all the way to the Supreme Court. But what most people don't recognize is, is that right after my judgment was rendered, and that was with Facebook, Another judgment came out, Enigma versus Malwarebytes. That judgment reversed its decision and said, no, anti-competitive behavior is not covered, meaning we were right in the first place. Right. So when you have everybody out there talking, and I would, I would caution people because the so-called experts that are out there, and this is what John was pointing at, the experts that are out there, many of them work for the tech companies. I believe some of them are even paid by the tech companies because, yeah. and yeah. I would ask both your gentlemen and the audience, the new narrative is, is that section 230 is a protection for first amendment. Doesn't the constitution ensure the first amendment, yes. your right to free speech. So what law do we need to protect free speech? That's yeah. ridiculous. Absolutely. It's exactly. not, it's actually specifically an infringement of free speech if you consider them to be state actors and everybody goes, well, they're a private entity. They can do whatever they want. See, that's the key. I figured out why a private entity cannot have that power. So it's coming. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because and by the way, Jason, for those of you who don't know Jason, and I'll just say this to you. Uh, Justice Clarence Thomas chimed in on his, on this case. And he, and I can tell you right now that he, thank God for, for, for Justice Thomas. He gets it. He gets it. Okay. Yep. So when Jason says it's coming, stay tuned, America, because it's coming. Yeah. 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 Jason, you, you kind of touch on something that I guess I've known about. I've realized uh, that sometimes private entities become an extension of a government. Well, that, that's the argument. And it's interesting because Dr. Shiva is going down the road of getting them classified as a state actor, specifically Twitter. Hmm. And everybody says, yeah, well, that's already been done. And it has. It has been fought in the past. Now, not to the extent that she, uh, Dr. Shiva is is doing it, because he's got it, them dead to rights. They're actually state actors. But if they turn around and argue that they're not state actors, that they're private entities and they can do whatever they want, well, then they actually shouldn't have this authority constitutionally. That's where this comes back to. So if they're a private entity, technically it's unconstitutional. And I do want to clarify one thing, John. Justice Clarence Thomas didn't weigh in on my case. He weighed in on the Enigma case. Right. But everything that he said was identical to the understanding that yeah. he had of Section 230. So when everybody else is telling you all sorts of things and I don't know what I'm talking about, well, then a justice of the Supreme Court also has no idea what he's exactly. talking about. Exactly. And I'll, I'll, I'll add one more case. thing because I saw a comment from Lynn Matthews. She says, spit it out, Jason. What can be done when a privately held entity acting as a state actor can suppress free speech? So she's asking that question. Go ahead, brother. Lay it All on. All right. So I'm not letting the cat out of the bag. You're going to have to wait for this entirely, Lynn. Um, but to put you on the right path, think of the Fifth Amendment. Most people will have no idea how that applies 
But these two gentlemen, I've read the case precedent. Fifth Amendment applies, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It does. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, yes, it will be. It is going to be interesting. You know, uh, uh, we've uh, talked a lot about uh, due process. John and I both, uh, uh, all three of us uh, on the screen have been uh, victims really of, of this, these policies that have enabled these big tech companies to basically do whatever they want with my freedom of thought, my, my uh, ability to get a message out. Uh, and as Unacceptable. Let me ask you this. That used to be Colonel Maines. What we stood for. Yeah. Colonel Maines, let me ask you this. So they arbitrarily enforce the regulations, do they not? Yes, they due do. Due process can't be arbitrary. That's exactly. the point. They can't be arbitrary. They have to be, I'm trying to give people a little bit more insight here. They have to be uniformly enforced. They have to have measurable bounds. Meaning there has to be a way to decide what's penalized, and what is not. Right. You can't just make up anything. And actually, and I, and I will give everybody a, a quick quote here that I caught the other day, which I thought was kind of interesting because we've been talking about the measurable bounds. I just mentioned it, right? That the when you come up with regulations as a regulatory body, they have to be uniform and measurable. Okay. Yes. Well, it's interesting that Mark Zuckerberg, and I'm quoting here, Mark Zuckerberg suggested a third party was needed to make companies maintain, quote, fair and clear, end quote, moderation policies while pleading with Congress to require rules, quote, by which companies make and enforce their rules about content that is harmful, but legal, end quote. They need those measurable boundaries because Facebook's aware Fifth Amendment applies and that they don't have the authority to make any regulation they want and enforce it any way they want. Because even in a, a case called Zango, the Judge Fisher warned that it would be used in an anti-competitive manner. And it is. Look yes. at what happened in Parler. They regulated him right now. Gone. You can't do that. That's where we're going. So that's where we're headed. Well, that's fantastic because, uh, I mean, really, we're at a stalemate, uh, Jason and John, from what I can tell, between the citizens' rights uh, and these the power of these companies. Uh, it's unsustainable. Been, been delegated to it by the government. Uh, it's, 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 it's unsustainable, Colonel. Yeah, right. Well, and, and anybody that, that thinks that it's, that it's not a delegated power, it is literally the protections to block and filter materials. That's a delegation of regulatory authority by the U.S. government, Congress. It's not really that case. I'm not, I'm looking at some of your comments and somebody's saying, BS. what's BS? The government delegated a power, the authority under protection of law to regulate information to a private entity. Yes, they have a First Amendment right. Yes, they can exercise that. They cannot do it under the, the protection of government. Right. That's where it becomes a problem. Because if they're a private entity, they're not supposed to be delegated the power. And if they're not a private entity, if they're a regulatory body, then they're subject to the Bill of Rights. Yes. Catch-22. One way or the other, it's not constitutional delegation of authority. Nobody's talking about the delegation of authority because either they don't want to fix it or, or they don't want to fix it. <laughs> well, uh, there's, a lot, there's a lot to unpack there, and we will unpack it uh, on the show. Uh, and I'll try to get you back on, Jason, to do a full show with you uh, around the 4th of July because this, this issue is about the government fulfilling its role of protecting liberty uh, and not. Uh, and there's a lot to. Uh, so appreciate you, Jason, cut stitches. Uh, you are, you are uh, uh, determined to get this done for all of us. I know that. Uh, and I appreciate your grit, your courage, and I'm going to help as much as I can. And John, uh, Thanks, as sir. always, thank you very much. Uh, for coming on, John. It was a great show. And, and everybody else, thank you very much for uh, coming on out and participating in today's show. It's been just fantastic. I will God talk bless to you, you guys both. later. Thank you. God bless you both God as bless well. You.
God bless you and God bless America. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was a great show. It was a first for us, two guests at one time. Uh, looked like it worked from our end, so we'll try to do some more of that. Uh, and uh, I will get Jason Fick back on. He, he has established a foundation in order to uh, raise funds uh, uh, with donors that can, uh, I believe, be anonymous, a 501c4. Uh, that uh, he is able to take donations to. As soon as he gets a website up uh, and those kind of things, I will put that word out and uh, we can help him in this fight because he's fighting for all of us uh, and he's doing the job that the government ought to be doing and we're going to have to make them do it. And this is how it's been done inside the United States of America. So until next week, when I'll have congressional candidate Willie Montague from Florida going up against impeacher Val Deming's seat uh, over there, uh, Rob Manus on The Rob Manus Show.